0: Hello, welcome to the Monday, December 18th, 2017 edition of the Sands and its Storm Centers Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Washington, D.C. Microsoft Office macros have long been uh, stable when it comes to malicious code that users are receiving. Now, Xavier came across an interesting new technique being used by malicious documents in order to obfuscate the nature of uh, these macros. Macros or Microsoft documents are coming with metadata describing the document. In this particular case, the content status property was used to actually store a string that's then later referenced within the macro in order to assemble the URLs from which the malicious content is being loaded. So the intent here is to fool a cursory inspection of the macro that only considers the macro code itself and not the entire document. In this case, you wouldn't actually see this document property and as a result, wouldn't be able to actually extract the URL that's then being used in the second stage. Last week, an ISP in Russia announced routes for 80 net blocks that were actually owned by big internet players like Apple, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft. This attack took advantage of insecurities in the BGP protocol. And essentially, what happened here is that this ISP did make fairly specific announcements for 24 networks that were more specific announcements than. The ones that were made by these respective companies. Sadly, these attacks are still possible. There are some workarounds, some extensions to the BGP protocol that should have prevented these attacks, but these extensions haven't really been widely implemented yet. Attacks like this are actually somewhat common, often affecting financial institutions. Now, what was a little bit different here was the large large number of netblocks being announced and also the large number of companies being affected. Not really clear why they were doing this. uh, But of course, uh, they would be now possible to intercept traffic. Most of these companies heavily do use HTTPS, which should, to some extent, protect the affected traffic from inspection. Of course, it's always possible that either a user would accept a bad certificate or that whoever is doing the intercepting of the traffic was able to obtain a valid certificate. Several large network providers did accept the bad announcements, however, these announcements only lasted a few minutes, so maybe more of a proof of concept than an actual attack. Now, of course, there are two security features in modern browsers that are supposed to help prevent the use of fake certificates or disabling of HTTPS. First one is HTTP strict transport security. It essentially tells the browser to remember that a certain site is only reachable via HTTPS. And then we have key pinning, which does tell the browser which particular certificates are valid for a particular website. So if someone in a man in the middle position like this Russian ISP would for example try to redirect the user to an HTTP website then strict transport security would detect this and if they would use an alternative certificate then key pinning may be able to kick in if the website was protected by it. Sadly uh, these features aren't perfect. A blog post by 11 Paths.com does outline some weaknesses in the implementation of these features in Firefox and Internet Explorer, well, uh, possibly also Chrome. The problem here is that these browsers have a limited list of websites that they are storing this information for. In Firefox's case, it's 1024 different websites. So, what an attacker can do is that they 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 would be able to essentially flood the browser with chunk entries for various websites that claim to support these features. And this would push valid websites out of the list. Now, there's also a score involved. If a user does visit a website more often, it is assigned a higher score. But by repeating the attack at a later point, the attacker would still be able to overwrite the settings for these websites. It's not clear from the blog post whether or not the browser manufacturers have been informed of this problem. But of course, this isn't an easy problem to solve because you always need sort of limited space for these lists. You don't want them to grow too large. And as a result, there's always the possibility that techniques like this will be used to push valid websites from these lists. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.